0: This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello and welcome to the latest Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel. I'm your host, Matt Addison, and I'm delighted to say alongside me, I've got Birmingham Live's Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter Alex Dickin, who is of course here to preview the game between the Reds and Nuno Espirito Santos' men. Alex, welcome back to the Blood Red podcast. How much are you looking forward to this one?
1: It's difficult to look forward to games for a Wolves perspective this season, to be honest, because it's been over probably for about three or four weeks now. But, um, yeah, it's it's always an exciting game, Wolves and Liverpool, especially the games over the last two seasons. um, Well, last season, not so much this season, were quite close, um, with Liverpool winning both 1-0 and 2-1 last year. Um, Wolves probably should have got something out of one of them. So um, it's kind of the feather that Wolves haven't. Been able to get yet? Uh, Liverpool have always seemed to be the team in the top, the top six that have that have beaten them um, in every game since they got promoted two or three years ago. So uh, this is the one, the scout they're looking for. So hopefully, um, on Monday, with Liverpool not in the greatest of form in the Premier League,
0: uh, Wolves can finally get that that Premier League win over them. I think last time we spoke, it was about the time of of as Jimenez's head injury. I think sustained against Arsenal, wasn't it? What's the the latest on him and, and might we be able to, to see him again before the end of this season?
1: Yeah, that is that is the hope. I mean Nuno said it twice now in different presses that uh he could potentially return this season, which seems crazy when, you know, it was I think three months ago that, that that horrific injury happened. Um he's been kind of improving steadily behind the scenes and he's now at a point where he's actually like, doing some training, exercise, and, and sessions, no contact stuff yet because he's not been given the all clear to uh, to resume contact training. Um, so no heading anything like that. But um, it is hope that, you know, before I think it's May 23rd, the final game Wolves we'll play against Man United in the final day. Um, it's hope that he'll be able to to play again, which again seems crazy that we're even talking about it, but fantastic at the same time.
0: Yeah, he's such a, a big part of, of the Wolves team, isn't he? Is a huge part of, of the way that they set up. Is he arguably as important for Wolves? Would you say as maybe one or two of the players that have been missing for Liverpool this season?
1: Oh, definitely, uh, if not more important. Um, you know, Liverpool have got world class players. They were able to to survive for for a period without Van Dijk, and then more injuries hit. But Wolves have been an absolute shadow of themselves without him, and as they they left themselves a little bit short, and they only had Fabio Silva, an eighteen-year-old rookie, to to come in to begin with. Uh, they tried to address that in January with with William Jose coming in, who hasn't quite done it yet. Um, but there's just no way of replacing him. it's impossible for wolves they haven't got the money they haven't got the resources to replace a player who you know would walk into most starting elevens in europe um, for me personally i'd put him in the top 10 most complete strikers in europe so that's how big a miss it is for wolves he's by far and away their best player most important player um the only player who really contributes numbers regularly goals assists um i think the last two seasons he's you know been absolutely phenomenal um when you look at the way the way he's played in a team that doesn't score an awful lot of goals in general, uh, it's it's just brilliant. And um, you know, he he probably would have been in, in line for a massive massive summer transfer this year potentially if if he hadn't um, hadn't got that injury. Um, but yeah, it, it's huge to be honest. Um, there's no there's no player wolves could could have gone this length of time. You know, without he's, he's way more important than everyone else,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, it's been a, a tough season for Wolves, as you say, and I suppose you could say very similar to Liverpool in terms of missing those players through injury. Is there anything else other than than Jimenez that you think has gone wrong? What's been what's been missing for Nuno this season?
1: So it's it's been a it's been a bit of a weird one because Wolves have always played 3-4-3, four three, haven't they? Uh, I think that's what they've been associated with. Uh, they've never changed until until I think it was back in October, maybe early November, um, that they just decided to go to a, a back four out of the blue really because Conor Cody was unavailable for a game. And uh, it was okay to begin with and then it just went completely wrong over over Christmas and New Year. Um they just started losing games. I think they went about eight games without a win all comps and uh, started slipping down the Premier League table. And since probably about the last six weeks, Nuno's gone back to a to a back three and it's worked. The results have improved but the performances haven't really improved. They're still playing quite poorly. Um but again, that can probably be attributed to the loss of Jimenez. Daniel Penance has been out as well. Willie uh, key players for long periods of time this season, so it's not been great. And I think Wolves fans are really hoping now that over these final, you know, twelve games or so, they can, they can actually start seeing some improvements, starts being given some hope going into next season because it's been a season that's just been so, so in contrast to the last, the last two or three uh, where Wolves have been you know, not faultless, but, you know, very good in what they do. And this season, they've just lost all their identity and don't really have a set way of playing um, and results have, have suffered as a result of that.
0: Is Nuno under any sort of pressure at all? Or is this a little bit like Jurgen Klopp in that it's obviously gone quite wrong for Liverpool this season, but there's no one really better for the job next season?
1: Yeah, it's it's a case you've got, I mean, it's it's difficult to kind of gouge opinion when fans aren't in the stadium. Um so all we can really look at as, as journalists is online. And um, there's a lot of fans who are, you know, huge supporters of Nuno. And there's some fans that that now believe it's potentially time to, to go in a different direction. Um, I think Nuno, personally, I think Nuno's going to get the time to uh, see over another summer and see over the start of next season, see how that goes. But I don't think Nuno is in a stronger position as he once was, you know, Talking about getting rid of Nuno would, would never, ever have crossed anyone's mind six months ago. Um, but now there's probably an argument to say he hasn't really done that well this season. The team's not performed. There's been key injuries. But some of the things he's done have, have been quite confusing, really. You know, changing the formation when he did um, and not going back quickly enough to, to what Wolves have known um, was frustrating for many fans. And uh, I think he lost a lot of credit, not just in that, but also the, the FA Cup Wolves. You know, pretty much kind of bowed out without a fight against Southampton. Played a weakened team uh, when that was their season, really. Um, and then they went to Southampton three, three, four days later and won two one with their full team out. So uh, I think that frustrated a lot of fans, and also that they lost the derby against West Brom uh, in January when they were two one up, and they should really have have beaten that West Brom team because they are very poor. Um, so you know, he's lost a lot of credit this season, but he, I think he'll get he'll get time to serve one more summer and see how it goes at the beginning of next season.
0: What's the aim for for Wolves from this point of the season onwards? I mean, I think they're only eight points actually behind Liverpool. It's it's all quite congested <laughs> in the the middle and, and the top end. I mean, is it just a case of of getting to the end of the season, forgetting about this, and, and starting again next season?
1: I did see a stat recently. The Wolves aren't actually that that were much worse off than they were at this point last season. But um, over the final, you know, twelve games last season, Wolves got like twenty-five points or something. So um, that team it was was a lot kind of more organised and better than this one. I don't see this team doing that. But um, as you say, it's a case of of showing something over these final these final twelve games, um, showing they've gone back to their style, have actually found that refound their identity again, um, and can become the team we know they they once were. Um, you know, Wolves were so good over the first two seasons of the Premier League. They regularly competed with the top six, regularly beat the top six. Um they were fantastic last season. To be honest, I think last season they should have broken into the top four. Um they only fell away in the final four or five games with some poor results. Um, but they just need to need to really step up over these final twelve games and actually show that they can be that team once again.
0: And the first of, of those games, obviously, is why we've got you on the, the Liverpool match. In terms of this specific game, is it a case that Wolves will will sit in, defend deep and, and try and counter-attack? That seems to be the exact thing that, that Liverpool can't cope with at the moment.
1: That's what I, that's what I would have thought, yeah. But um, you never really know this Wolves team this season. They've, I mean, recently they played Leeds and um, in the first game this season against Leeds, they, they actually had that tactic to sit in um, and let Leeds almost tire themselves out with their kind of high-energy style and it worked. And then in the second game against Leeds, they just kind of went toe-to-toe with them. Um, which is completely un-Nuno-like. Um, and they, they ended up winning the game, but they could have lost the game 4-1. Um, so it, it's, hard to see, it's hard to see them anything else, really, against Liverpool, given the quality of that attack. Uh, it's hard to see anything else than them all sitting in and trying to, trying to hit them on the counter-attack. And they've got those players. They've got Neto. They've got Traore. The issue is they haven't really got a striker who's capable of scoring at the moment. Um, William Jose seems to be still getting the nod from Nuno, but... There is now pressure from fans to uh, to play Fabio Silva once again because William's not really offering anything other than potentially an aerial threat, but that isn't isn't suited at the moment to, to the way Adama and Neto are playing. So um that's an interesting call Nuno has to make. Personally against Liverpool, because Wolves will have less of the ball, I prefer a more mobile striker and that is Fabio Silva. So um, it's an interesting one to see where it goes, but I do see wool sitting in trying to use Neto and Troy on the counter, which is, to be honest, is their only threat at the moment? those two players carry them forward and have carried this team over the last you know five or six weeks and taken them some pretty decent results and steered them clear of trouble.
0: Behind enemy lines on the blood red channel. Given the, the defensive issues that Liverpool have had and the sort of players that are going to to be in there haven't necessarily performed apart from, you know, the odd game in the Champions League in recent weeks, is this an opportunity for Wolves? You mentioned before that they've struggled generally against Liverpool but done well against some of the, the, the other members of, of the top six. Is this a chance for for Wolves or is it probably just a, a chance that's maybe come at the wrong time? I th- there's, n- there's not been a better one, to be honest. Um... I think last
1: season when Wolves, were, when Wolves were playing really well, obviously they had chances to beat Liverpool, uh, the game at Anfield and, and the one at Molyneux. But uh, but this season, it does feel like, as you say, the game has come at the wrong time. Wolves had Raul Jimenez and were fully firing. They'd probably be favourites going into this game. But um, given the way Liverpool have been playing recently, but you just, it's, I'd, I'd actually say it's probably a 50-50 game because Liverpool have been playing so badly, especially, you know, when they've played at Anfield recently, those is it five or six defeats on the spin in the league. So, um, you know, teams like Brighton uh, have have beaten Liverpool in recent weeks. So, Wolves have got a chance, but uh, but it's just it's you you can't you can't bet on them because they they'll let you down. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I I'd probably gonna go for it, go for a draw when we come to the prediction. But um, I think Wolves have got got a shout, especially with Traore and Neto playing quite well at the moment. <laughs>
0: I've got to ask you about Diogo Jota as well, his first visit to, to Molyneux since leaving last summer. Have Wolves really missed him this season and how much of a surprise has it been that he's settled at, at Liverpool so quickly and obviously Liverpool have ended up actually missing him as well this season whilst he's been injured?
1: It's not been a massive surprise because he's he's a good player and I think in a team like Liverpool that creates bags and bags of chances, he will he'll score eventually score goals. Um, he's a good player, and I think he's only 23, 24. So I think he'll develop into a really good player for Liverpool. And obviously, with those the front three now approaching kind of 28, 29, 30, then um, they're obviously looking to to evolve that that forward line. He'll potentially come into that. So I've not been surprised how he's done. He started the season really well, and I think everyone at Wolves kind of glad to see him getting the the recognition they felt he deserved over the last three seasons. Um, but obviously now he's playing the bigger stage; he's getting it. Um, from Wolves, it, it's an interesting one because uh, Jota wasn't really playing in the starting eleven towards the end of the last season, so it made sense from their point of view, especially given the fee involved. Um, and it also they also had replacements lined up. You know, Daniel Pineda, although he's been injured for a couple of couple of times this season, uh, he was kind of ready made to to go into the team and and perform, and he did well at the start of the season. And since then, Pedro Neto has gone over to the left, and he's you know he's been a revelation this season. He's been Wolves' best player by an absolute mile, and for me. Um, he's definitely a contender to win the uh, the PFA Young Player of the Year. So um, I don't, I think it, it fitted all parties. really. Liverpool got a good player, an extra forward, and Wolves obviously got a very good transfer fee, but also made room for for two of their emerging talents to to get more game time because Neto wasn't playing last season every week, and and you know the way he's played this season shows that he should have probably probably should have been. So um, I think it's a good move, and I'm glad to see Joss is doing so well.
0: Pedro Neto, I absolutely love to watch him. I think he's he's absolutely brilliant. He obviously made a, a bit of an impression with the goal that was chalked off by VAR at Anfield last season. It's it's nothing new for sort of having bits and, and moments, but he seems to have sort of become a bit of a talisman for Wolves. And given, I think, he only turned 21 last week, that mm-hmm. must have been a huge, huge step for him to, to make that jump up, essentially replace Diogo Jota in a, a side in, in terms of the, the style of play and that sort of thing. It, it seems to have, you know, just come on leaps and bounds this season?
1: Yeah, he was really good last season, to be honest. He arrived and everyone thought he'd just be kind of this backup, potentially in a 23 player, but he was one with with the future in mind. And um, he started a lot of games last season, probably not as much as uh, as he would have wanted. I think he made a comment just after he joined saying he wants to be the best in the world. And, you know, when, when someone's played about five minutes against FC Punic or something, you kind of laugh at that comment. But um, he's he was great towards the end of last season and really started to establish himself. And, and this season, uh, I think he started every game, maybe not one um, in the Premier League. So um, he's been he's been the main man. Uh, I think Ruben Neves said recently he's been the best player this season, uh, no no question. So he is. Uh, it's it's crazy to think you know he's only 21 years old. And, he, and again, like Jota, because he plays for Wolves, he doesn't probably get the recognition that he deserves. Uh, you know he's got uh, better statistics than I think every every other. 21 under 21 player in the Premier League, so maybe not Phil Foden now after the night, but um, he's definitely up there with all of them with with Saka and Foden. So um, he's a contender to win the uh, the PFA Young Player of the Year. So much talent, so much speed, so much skill, Um just a, an absolute find uh, for Wolves. And um the question now, again, is going to be can they hang on to him because there's going to be so many big clubs uh, looking at him and thinking thinking that really the the world is his oyster, he can be anything he wants to be. So um, it's going to be a,
0: a nervy summer, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, certainly one to, to watch out for. I think there'll be plenty of, of links, just like there was actually for, for Adama Traore last summer. £100 million price tag and all of this sort of thing was was spoken about, but he's just not really kicked on again this season. I wanted to, to ask you about him. He's got one assist and, and no goals in the Premier League this season, which for somebody with, his much, uh, with, with as much talent and as much ability as what he's got, he's 25 now at some point. You expected it to click, but maybe it's just not quite happened for him just yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it was weird at the start of the season. Wolves wanted him to sign a new contract, um, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, I don't think he was particularly happy being left out of the team at the start of the season, with Wolves playing uh, a front three of Jimenez, Pudence and Neto. It um, was designed to have the ball more, I suppose, Troll raise that kind of counter-attacking power player. Um but he's come back into the team. They changed the formation to kind of wedge him into the team um, in November, and he did. He, he's been playing well in in bits, to be honest. Um, I think the, the assist and goal thing uh, is just. I think it's just a a, a stick that his his uh, his haters are now using him to, to beat him with, to be honest, because it's just not it's not like accurate at all when you watch the games Wolves have played recently. They wouldn't have won so many of them if wasn't for uh, when you look at Brighton away, he completely, absolutely rinsed Dan Burnham, won a penalty. He doesn't get an assist for that. Yeah, against Leeds, he won the game on his own. He doesn't get an assist or a goal for that. Um, there's been so many occasions this season against Arsenal away. I think he played a massive part in the two goals and when Wolves won. Um, there's been so many games where he's, uh, he's you know, pretty much won the game for Wolves and and created a goal out of nothing. And uh, he hasn't been given an assist or a goal. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Um, it actually made me smile the other week when that that shot against Leeds hit the bar and came down, went off the goalkeeper and he got nothing. Um <laughs> because he's just it's just so obvious. He probably finished the season with that need to be fair either. Um, but yeah, he's he's improved recently in recent weeks. Against Newcastle the other week he was actually really good. Um created I think four quite good chances in one game, which you know he's pretty much unheard of. So he's still creating he's still he's still doing things but he's missed Jimenez, you know, they were one of the I think they they were the most lethal partnership in the Premier League last season. Um, in terms of Adama creating and him and his scoring, um, a bit like Son and Kane have been this season, so uh, that's been a big thing for him. You know, he's been still he's still been flying down the wing and putting the crosses in. It's just no one's been there to head them in, uh, like Jimenez. I think that was the perfect example, actually, of the goal they scored in the game with Liverpool at Molineux last year when Traore beat the uh, beat Robertson down the right and and put a cross in. Jimenez the brilliant header, um, and it happened you know more on more than one occasion. It happened about four or five times last season. Um, so yeah, that's that's been a big miss for him, but uh, I don't think it's been a bad, as bad a season as people will make out because people will just look at the stats and, and think, "Oh, Trail race you know had a great season last year and, and not been so good this year." But um, he's still been he's still been quite good, and I still think if if Wolves, um, I still think Wolves will have interest in him over the summer, and they could potentially clubs will look at it now and think we can get him on the cheap, um, and he will go to another club then and probably explode again and become fantastic. So uh, it's still a case of Wolves wanting to persevere with him and, and hang on to him.
0: Yeah, now I've said that, he'll probably end up getting a couple of goals and an assist against Liverpool. But uh, just before we we finish, I wanted to ask you about Keanu Hoover as well, obviously a player that, that Liverpool fans will be keeping an eye on. Will he be in the the team, do you think, for, for Monday night or, or sort of how is, has he been getting on this season? I wouldn't think he'll start, to be honest. He's, uh, he's played a few times in the Premier League this season,
1: had a few tough assignments as well, to be honest. He played at Man United. Against Rashford and did really well, and then played recently uh, last week against um, Man City against Sterling, um, and he did okay to be honest. Uh, but Wolves were well beaten. Man City were fantastic that night. He's played. He's played some games. He's played in the uh, in the cups as well. Um, he's probably not started as many games as he would have wanted. He'd probably have been better coming to Wolves last season when they had a Europa League as well, so he could have played more games there. Um, it's been tough this season because Wolves haven't had many games to play. They were knocked out in the first round of the Carabao. Um, they went out after three games in the FA Cup so yeah he's, he's not really had the games he would have wanted but when he has played he's looked okay he looks very, fairly strong defensively and doesn't really do an awful lot going forward um, which Wolves need from their wing backs I think he's he's probably not suited to the system to be honest because he, I think he looks more of a natural right back whereas Wolves playing with a three, a three at the back he's got to play as a Either a right centre-back, which he hasn't played at all, or he's got to play as a wing-back. and I don't think he's suited to being a wing-back. So um, he's been the victim of circumstance in that regard. But he looks a very talented player. Um, and I, I hope Wolves will find a way to give him more game time next season. If they can't do that, they, they should load him out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Plenty of, of talent there and certainly want to, to keep an eye on. I think that just about brings us to the end of the, the podcast, though. So thanks very much to to Alex for, for joining me. As you say before, we'll uh, go for a little score prediction just before we finished. I'm going to go for a tight 2-1 Liverpool win. I think they might take a bit of momentum from that win against Leipzig. But uh, you mentioned before you were going to go for a draw. Yeah, I'll go, score, I'll go 1-1. 1-1. Yeah. Uh, I'll be a silver to score for Wolves. Interesting stuff. Well, we will see what happens. You can follow it all across the Liverpool Echo and Blood Red, of course, including the debrief at the final whistle over on YouTube. For now, though, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of the build-up to the game. And from myself, Matt Addison, and from Alex Dickon, goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.